0: Money can't buy your class Money can't buy your class Elegance is learned, my friends Elegance is learned, oh yeah
1: Hi everyone, I'm Phoebe and this is Gemma and this is Money Camp by Class, a podcast about reality television through a critical lens. Um, today we have a guest. It's our first international <laughs> podcast guest. And so not only are we, I don't know if I should say bicoastal because Chicago's on like Lake Michigan, <laughs> but it's something some mid-coastal, I don't know. Not only are we in California and the great state of Illinois, but we have Daniel Niafetu joining us from London, um, which is kind of crazy. And Daniel is a, a writer, and theorist, although I'm not supposed to say that, um, who just came out with a really cool book called Rereading Abstract Expressionism, Clement Greenberg and the Cold War. So welcome. Welcome, Daniel.
2: Hello. Daniel is joining us today to talk about uh, none other than the Kardashians. I met Daniel at an opening here in LA and we started talking as I do. I always try to just crowdsource who might be interested in reality TV and then I zero in on them. Um, And I think Gemma should be a publicist, (laughs) but like only for us. (laughs) And Daniel um, told me about an essay that he had written that actually got-
3: got, got, Yeah, got axed from a publication which will remain nameless, said publication, yeah. (laughs) after being, after being commissioned, after being commissioned with, with a proposal, which was like very similar to the resultant article, um, it was axed by a very, very capricious editor. Um, who We're going online- to send
1: them hate mail. <laughs> We're like, honestly, after this pod's over, I'm going um, to just send like the worst hate mail ever um, to this nameless <laughs> editor at this nameless publication.
3: It's quite a famous publication. Right. Um, but, and, and, anyway, yeah, so... Um, I pitched a short piece about keeping up, um, occasioned by the what then seemed to be the last season, which we now ne- know <laughs> yeah. was um, probably because of some contract dispute with E. Uh, well, we we kind of knew that anyway, but we didn't think they were going to come out with a um, exactly the same show. Of what we assume will be exactly the same show, right? I mean, right. There's no, more, more or less, right. So, so, um, yeah, it was kind of a kind of a, a short retrospective essay about mm-hmm. keeping up, um, in which I guess I, I guess I can give us brief gloss, right? Yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, no, 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 of course, yeah. But I'm trying to think how. Well, like, it was my argument was as the show had progressed and their life got more and more um, divorced from. Other people's lives. It became more um, realistic. How did I? How did I? How did I put it?
1: Well, you had this like interesting. You like I feel like your main thesis was almost like paradoxical. You said like as the family became more divorced from reality, like as they became richer and more famous, you go the more the family's life. Has been completely mediated by fame by fame and fortune. Well, yeah, it was, was, was putting the more authentic the yeah, show is. It
3: became more as it as it became more mediated by fame and fortune, the um, it became more authentic, right? Yeah. So um, the 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 general, yeah, the the central my central argument was that what I said, it was basically a sitcom at first, right? It was mm-hmm. basically a sitcom um, with episodes following conventional plot structures, um, and. The fact that they were quite—they were more ordinary in in, in upper upper middle-class terms. They were more ordinary, and and that kind of facilitated this structure because they had certain kind of um, goals that could have been that could have been thwarted. So, like, like so, stories could revolve around whether they were going to get, whether they could afford to buy a car, or whether they were going to get a certain gig or whatever. And then I said, as as it got more, as they as they became unattainably rich and famous. Um, hadn't been possible to have those kind of plot lines. More and more, it focused on the kind k- more revealing minutia. I guess mm-hmm. yeah. um, that was my general argument.
2: I think that's definitely true. I feel like it's interesting to consider it. Like it became like more, you know, authentic or more realistic because it feels that life that they live feels so unimaginable, but somehow, you know, with the as, yeah, like as they were unable to film those other kinds of uh, scenarios, you saw something that was actually like what their lives look like. And that actually made, as for me, like as a viewer, I feel like it makes you feel like even more alienated from them because it's like so, it's so out of the imaginary of like a normal person, the level of their fame and excess and wealth. But it, is, it did seem to be something that was more of a truth of how they actually live their day-to-day lives.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, something interesting is even just like, you know, you can compare them—the beginning seasons—to like a sitcom. You know, when you think about something like Seinfeld, even like the most famous sitcom, where you can just like.
3: There hadn't been um, a reality show without a concept before, aside from.
1: Well, on American Fam, like I feel like you had a. There were a few, like you know, American. Yeah, but that wasn't like that wasn't
3: a reality show about which was kind of
1: about like normalcy.
3: Um. Or. No, because I think the Osbournes was the the precursor, really, Mm, mm -hmm. because it wasn't an an American family. Wasn't that more of a documentary?
1: Well, I mean, it was it was it was like the first foray into like what could happen if you just like followed around like a rich family living in California. Um, and they became famous through it, not in like the same way mm-hmm. that the Kardashians did. But the dad was definitely like well known in his own circles and his own right. And like, I only bring that mm-hmm. up because like that is like what Bojard randomly talks about in like simulations. You know, because mm-hmm. like that's he he like focuses on that mm-hmm. as an example of reality television that's like divorced from like the whole like schematics
3: or of of a documentary. Okay, but I've I've never actually seen it, but I've heard of it. But it's 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 kind of isn't it kind of seen more like. a, it's seen, it's seen as less superficial, right? It's, it, it's like a canonical documentary now. It, it, was, it was wasn't on PBS. I'm not really a scholar of reality TV, but like in, to, in, in my understanding, like The Osbournes was the first. Was it? Wasn't the, the first like sitcom esque reality show? Wait, it was like a famous family, and it was their that like the antics they got up to, and that was the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, that and like the Anna Nicole Smith show, kind of. Develop this
3: yeah form and the Kardashians
2: I think were definitely I think it was obviously
3: pretty it, it's even more aggressively sitcom-ish right um because they had the whole like like theme and like right and like they got the opening scene where they're all like just I was gonna say the theme song and like yeah yeah and episodes are they really are structured like a sitcom there's like an a plot and a b plot and um yeah, and then as it goes on, it just enters this, this, this kind of sense of ennui, which I, that, I was arguing that that was, that was more realistic, right? Mm-hmm. So um, and I think I, I, make, I make an analogue with um, the time image and the movement image in the cinema books, in the Deleuze cinema books, because like, um, so the, with the movement image, mm-hmm. um, time is subordinated to action, which is like early Kardashians, where um, the, the, the episodes are structured with um in terms of problems which can be decisively resolved. And then later seasons um are like a, are marked by a kind of subordination of action to time, as the protagonists just like endure their We of material success. And it's like, it's like really it's this strange like like Madame bovary esque especially in the in in the in the last two seasons where they're in lockdown. Right, (laughs) because, yeah, it's like, because that's, that's, if we're going to talk about um, the bourgeois interior later, that is like a, that's a real incursion of reality into their lives, which then makes them withdraw further from the reality of everyone else.
2: Like, I feel like the, I always think about the move from, like, the sitcom intro theme song to the kind of Kanye Westified, like, chill but there's, beat, but there's, there's a bit, there's a uh, bit in the middle though you forget
3: had. that you forget about there was the, uh, there's an intro there's an intro in the middle which is like aggressively glam like when they were trying to yeah when they, try, when, when they were trying to when they were trying to be taken seriously in like fashion circles and stuff there's this this really it's like a it's like so but that that kind of that kind of transition from um a, a, a very like unmediated sitcom Intro to right. this kind of nostalgic. Um, uh, the, the the tune's actually by Francis Francis and the Lights, who is who often collaborates with Kanye. So to, that this kind of Kanye esque, mm-hmm. um, heavily mediated, nostalgic intro, which which could also be for right. A sitcom, right? It could be for, um, right. you know, like 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 I can imagine a sitcom with that with that intro, a kind, a kind of single camera sitcom. Um, and then in the middle, they have this heavily, like, heavily mediated intro, where the the mediation is trying to legitimate them as kind of um, se- serious, serious, glamorous figures in some way. I don't know. So, so you have this. Right. You, you go from this kind of totally unmediated, "Hey, we're just we're just like a, a regular funny family," to this kind of totally mediated, um, hyper hyper mediated oh no, we're, we're unattainably glamorous to this kind of, yeah. kind of full circle, but with really, really, really heavy mediation.
1: I think that, right. And I think that as you're pointing out, Daniel, like part of the transition from sitcom to like whatever else it becomes is like how in like a drama, like in a show like Succession, you can't just like turn mm-hmm. on the TV and watch like a rewind of Succession and know what's going on. Like I think that part of their transition mm-hmm. is like having this like A plot, B plot obviousness. <clears throat> you know, to like foment it as a sitcom. But then what it turns into is even like its formal structure mm-hmm. dedicates itself more to like a materialist ennui, you know, because you you need to know what's going on. And it's <laughs> almost like interdisciplinary it, in like a fucked up way because like you need to like mm-hmm. look at their, um, right. like the e-headlines mm-hmm. and their Instagrams yeah. to to know where you are in in their lives. You know, it like it goes from like, plot like like problem solution Mm -hmm. and you you're you're almost comforted by knowing that that's how it's going to go just something where 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 their their understanding of time or their narrative of time becomes like fully endless
2: you know talking about like the quarantine lockdown seasons in the last season were felt so strange because they were really trying to adhere to like this kind of like they were trying to show us like a dailiness. I mean, they've been trying to do that, you know, like, oh, like they're kind of just like bopping around to each other's mansions. Like this is just like a regular day. But then um, you feel like, you know that that's not what's happening in their lives now because of this like social media thing where you're seeing their lives play out in real Mm -hmm. time. And the dailiness like just kind of failed. And I feel like that was like really important for me when like it ended. I was like, oh, this isn't really like, like that structure that kind of I feel like was carrying over a little bit of sitcomness doesn't really work anymore due to like their social media presence and their like the way they want to be seen mm. as a brand. But
3: it's, it's lagged right as well though because right, I, I thought that was interesting as well because you, you get you see what precisely they omit right mm-hmm. um, so I, I end this unpublished essay by saying by um, talking about The one, the one, the one person who, um, whose interiority, because my argument basically is that, um, through their heavy mediation, we, we, we access their interiority all the more. Right. And I use as, I use as microcosm for that. I use, um, Caitlin, even though she's not in the show anymore, of course, for for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, because like when, when she was Bruce, she was the, like the voice, she was always the voice of reason against the superficiality of, 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 of of the, of the women um, mm-hmm. and like, and then, but it was always very performative. Like there's, there's um, a great scene in um, an early season where, where they're they on a skiing holiday and um, she invites the skiing instructors to the chalet for beer and pizza. And, and he shouts about how there's, like, there's too much estrogen in the air. Like, um, um, but then when when she when she embraces these mediations, um, she like very clearly lives an authentic life in a, in a way that's quite sweet. Even though I think she's a, an incredibly like annoying figure, like not just for politics. Just I find her incredibly annoying, but like it's quite sweet. Like there's one scene I write about in the in the essay where. Um, where she keeps going on about her, her Donatella Versace bag and she keeps saying Donatella Versace bag. And it's like she's, she's just like, like sampling the words in her mouth. And, she, and it's really, really, it's like quite cute how, how, how happy she is and yeah. how authentic she is. And it's, but, but what I was saying, why I end the essay on, as you know, is to suck on to my original point that I was going to make, is how um, we don't gain, we have never gained any insight into Kim's interiority. Like ever, like like she seems to have no interiority, right? And and um, uh, right. I think like like because what quite a prominent motif throughout the whole show has being her resistance to therapy. I think she briefly does go into therapy at some point, but it's not analysis. And the whole time, like she doesn't engage in this kind of self-analysis. They they all do in a in quite in quite like a candid way. Like you have them all like. Like interrogating their unconscious motives more than more than mm-hmm. you'd expect right but she doesn't ever like she she is just um you know everything has approximate cause like w- w- whether it be the loss of yeah. her earrings in the lagoon or the the whole the, you know, the, the famous um right. <laughs> well, there's people starving you know <laughs> um, that, yeah. um that thing or or like um when she, the, the her horrific ordeal in Paris. Like, there's always, she know yeah, there's always like a proximate cause, and the, but the workings of her conscious seem totally absent. She is like, she is like the the absolute commodity, right? Like, shorn of all of its posts post of production. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I was saying, like, that that's similar to the show insofar as before, like, like before it was like this, this autonomous thing, shorn of its outer workings, but then since they've also had have to, have to, have to engage in social media that's been somewhat subverted mm-hmm. but I think it's never subverted for Kim I think Kim just there's there's no, no sign that she has in, in her life at all
1: yeah no I mean it's 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 you know talking about like Kim as like the absolute commodity you know and you talk about like how um like porridge or oatmeal or whatever it doesn't really uh, that's that's that's
3: a, that's a Marx um that's a Marx metaphor then
1: right the growing it doesn't matter Doesn't matter how they're grown it still tastes the same you know it's like interesting to think of kim as like an absolute (laughs) commodity in terms of like kim is like part of like a speculative market you know what i mean but i feel like a more like contemporary marxist argument would be talking about like it doesn't matter how many like how many thousands millions of dollars of oats you sell in the speculative market like it doesn't matter if somebody bet on them you you (laughs) know of, of like of like um like, grain futures for 10 years. Now it's still going to taste the same. Um, You know what I mean? Because, like, the... A lot of the ways that like the mm-hmm. like the market works these days is in terms of like selling before you buy. You know, it's like this total fiction. It's this total like mm-hmm. system of like in the future I will do this, I will do that, and mm-hmm. making like a commodity into something that's like completely fictionalized. Which again, I think is like in in a in a in a hermeneutical way sets so the stage for like NFTs and Web three and shit like that. But that's like a whole other conversation that I also know nothing about. But but I think that Kim is also just like in the same. Like has the same type of emptiness or the same type of performative emptiness where, where she, she, you know, it's like the, the, you know, there's almost like a, um, like a linguistic uh, similarity between speculation and specter, you know, you know what I mean? So I, I, I really just kept thinking of Kim as this like extremely modern, extremely contemporary Mm -hmm. example of the market she there's something about her like setting a type of stage or betting on herself in the future that also has like like fully like fully uh is like paramount to who she is in the present but also has nothing to do again with who she is in the present which I think is an interesting dialectic of their
2: relationship between the present and the future yeah i think too like i think about like phoebe you're talking about like this kind of like almost like her performed emptiness, like her her sort of, yeah, like her betting on it, like the selfie book, you know, was so kind of like almost tongue in cheek in this way where, you know, people have been saying that she's like the most vapid, famous for being famous, like she's got nothing inside of her. And then for her to make this book that was like so kind of exaggerated on that way, because like the selfie, I feel like was regarded as this like very like, vapid sort of like silly like form and it was like not it was kind of not respected and it was if you if you're that vain there's something kind of wrong with you you don't have some sort of interiority and I feel like for her to like overcompensate in that way of like making this whole book of selfies kind of it like make kind of makes her she's she's kind of ensuring that people continue to feel that way about her like by like by performing some sort of interiority by performing some sort of like this is who I am she's like Making the distance between like trying to get to know her even greater because she's like so obvious. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm saying that she's vapid.
3: Um,
2: no, no, I know. I was just I was saying that like from a different.
3: and I think Chloe is more vapid than her in a lot of ways. I think that it's it's it's, it's just this. Yeah, um, but she also does a lot of um, self 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 interrogation. There's there's you could I feel just like like Kim is just. All, all surface, but in a really remarkable way, right? In in a in a way that just kind of just yeah slots kind of just slots into her immediate surroundings um, without any kind with any without any without any kind of I guess um, kind of reflectivity at all, but not in a kind of way of like oh she's so dumb. She doesn't know anything about anything. Like she just has no reflexivity. She just like functions in her surroundings as, as, as they are, right? It's just, yeah. it's just um like she she is she is a commodity, but not and not necessarily in the sense that she is commodified, in the sense that um, she has just she has no reflexivity. She is just this this autonomous thing which just 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 fun- right. functions in uh, in in a world of, of other commodities
1: well i'll just like i'll just say that's something that um so I, I i came to reality television i say the story all the time when i was like mm. a lot of Adderall needed to turn my brain off body was like in so many different directions so for many many years i just watched it as a type of like total passivity. Mm-hmm. Um but then like once I started thinking I guess more critically about it because I actually became like interested in my own relationship to it. Um I I kind of have come to the conclusion that like reality television mm-hmm. is more of a continuation of modernism than postmodernism. You know, so I even I'm like really into your um what you said about like the relationship between what the show becomes mm-hmm. Uh, during lockdown and it's like relationship mm-hmm. to Madame Bovary. And like many people say that Flaubert is like the father of modernism or like the first modern writer or something. And like mm-hmm. that is also a novel that takes place in so many interiors. And it's also a novel, you know, called Madame Bovary. Um, and I, be, be, and there, mm-hmm. you also don't quite know which Madame Bovary it's about. You know, because there's so many different Madame Bovaries that like it's al- it's almost this like full like expansion of like what mm-hmm. of what like a multiplied name can can do to a woman or to a woman's interior, which is why, you know what I mean? I think that that is also mm-hmm. that's a novel that's so much more similar to the Kardashians than necessarily people like, you know, as obviously Baudrillard has so much to say about the Kardashians. But I think that in a way, that's a much less interesting approach than in thinking about the relationship between the interior of woman and the interior design and the relationship between modernist literature, which is so much to do with interiority. So that's just kind of like where I'm um, coming out with this. Well, do you, before, before we get into that conversation, though, do you want to... Do we want to introduce um, Adorno and Kierkegaard and what the bourgeois interior yes. even is? What?
3: Yeah, this was just a thought because you were talking about yeah you were talking about um, the interior the, the relationship between interior design and the interior lives of rich women, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I was thinking about so in Adorno's right um, Kierkegaard book, he talks about how um, Kier- so Kierkegaard's subjective inwardness. Um, should be read in terms of how Kierkegaard's class separated him from the economic process of production, and thus kept um, historical real elements at bay. And he argues that this separation is exemplified by this gadget called the window mirror, um, which was fashionable in the nineteenth century and attached. I don't, I don't exactly know how it works, I, and, I, I, and I've never been able to find like images of it. But so yeah, so so this 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 thing attaches to a domestic window frame and reflects images from the outside world into the space. And so he talks right. about how um, reveals, where well, the quote is um, the alienation of the individual from a world that comes into focus as a mere commodity. So, yeah. Right. So, right. Um. So it's like a mirror across from a window.
1: It's like the rear view mirror where you need to angle it in a certain way so you can see the oncoming traffic. So when it's like in the, so, so, I mean, like I've never seen one of like what, what was happening in the 19th century, but it's just, it's literally a mirror that just kind of like is positioned outside and it's angled in a certain way. So you, so you can like, so you can like look out your window instead of just seeing like the brick wall across from you, right? you can see what's going on in the street or on the sky. You can see outside,
3: but you're not seeing the actual outside, you're seeing a reflection of the outside. So it kind of, so it kind of, so so for him, that kind of, um, so for Donna, that kind of, yeah. Um, exemplifies the alienation of the individual from a world that comes into focus as mere commodity. As the um, the quote, um, but he then he uh, but he also says dialectically, this also provides a kind of model of emancipation because it allows for for, for a kind of private sphere free from reification. So you, you, mm-hmm. so you have this kind of illusion of autonomous subjectivity. Um, this kind of you know erudite gadfly kind of character who like has an ironic relationship to the world uh, um, and the ironic relationship is, is allowed by 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 the fact of um, th- that th- that subjects um, you know economic class um, being being a rentier right right um, so but in and in contrast you know in contrast um, uh, while like Kim is similarly separated from historical real elements, um, like her separation doesn't allow for a liberated sphere of consciousness, uh, like a liber- liberated sphere of subjective inwardness free of reification, because like she is also reified. That's that was my base. That was my argument, right? So, so she's not. It's not in terms of her being fixed by a certain gaze, but in terms of her. Not having this ironic ironic distance, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like she she is kind of liberated to be a thing. In 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 a, a sense, in a sense, right? Like like like, like um, she like she's similarly mm-hmm. separated from the from the economic process of production, but her separation doesn't. She doesn't become this like floating subjectivity. She becomes. Even, right, even more uh, a, commod- commodity. A, a commodity which which slots very very comfortably into right. the world of commodities
2: right i mean i think you know you made this point in your notes and phoebe and i talked about you know we've talked a lot about kim's endless <clears throat> beige house and i feel like that's a really in, you know kind of fun comparison you know like it's not reflecting it's not reflecting the outside world at all, but it, it that beige space to me really does feel like this place where like the world, like you said, really yeah. does not appear. It it is really some sort of like container, um, some sort of that that has like an endlessness mm-hmm. about it. You know, the kind yeah. of like, and I've talked about this before, like the backgrounds they use for their interviews, like that flesh, mm-hmm. pink blur, you know, and now in the Hulu show, it's like a it's like a yeah. chrome, you know. They're they're all kind of. There are all these colors that you can't see through, but that like, just kind of, it's making me think a lot about like them feeling like unlocatable, yeah. you know? And I feel like that's an interesting discussion with like how she is like becomes a commodity that perfectly fits in this world of commodities, but at the same, and in that she's like, really you can't tell where she is, but she's still not floating. Yeah, no, I, no, I no, that, that makes that perfect
3: thing. sense. But I think that is the space of the commodity, right? Um, right. That's a space of, of of the of the commodity which which can be e- easily transplanted from any context to another and stay the same.
2: And like even Phoebe, what you're saying about like the you know kind of speculative yeah. market, you know, like it 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 exists the commo- it exists somewhere in the in the space of the imagination rather than rooted in you know a world that we can see and pinpoint
3: ourselves in. Yeah, based it's, on both. The- it's both. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, it's both. Yeah.
1: But it's both. But that's yeah. the point: is that it's 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 necessarily both. But it's only both right. if you can first understand the distinction between, you know, real and unreal. Um, yeah. Well, right. And something I I, I mm-hmm. always think about the Kardashians <clears> is that they're <throat> copy and pasted. Right. You can just kind of like take them out of one context and put them in the other, and it's going to be exactly the same. Which is like the incredibly <laughs> lowbrow way of like saying what what you're saying. You know what I mean? But it, I wanted to run something by it because um, I think Adorno, I mean, Adorno is like notably one of like the most complicated people to read, and I think that you know I was introduced to him in, in mm-hmm. a um, in a conversation that had to do with like form, you know, like uh, like literary form, um, which which is something that I I, I studied a lot in, in college was literary form. Um, so I was really in like interested like in the part about Kierkegaard's window mirror how Adorno is kind of saying that like what the the window mirror is or what in the interior or whatever is to Kierkegaard is like his fundamental metaphor I'll just I'll just read like a part from from the essay goes the interior is the incarnate imago of Kierkegaard's philosophical point everything truly external has shrunken to the point the same spacelessness can be recognized in the structure of his philosophy. So I was really taken by how like the the metaphor or the image of the of the interior room is also, right, the metaphor or the formal metaphor of Kierkegaard's philosophical mm-hmm. renderings. In that I think that there's definitely a similarity between between using an interior space as like a formal metaphor of what's like going of what's like going on in the space of the mm-hmm. Kardashians almost. Does that, does that make any sense? Like I, I'm just really, I, I just, I really like how Adorno close reads or, you know, does whatever to this, to this metaphor mm-hmm. that Kierkegaard goes back to again and again and mm-hmm. again. That's what I also found very fascinating about, about this essay was at the end, you know, it's, it's, this it's, it's an essay about like the, the relationship between I mean, it's an essay about a lot of things, but I feel like in many ways it's a re- it's an essay about the relationship between the self mm-hmm. and history. Right. But then what it turns into is a more like formal analysis of, of the metaphor mm-hmm. of space. So it's in a way it's saying that like this the the self in relationship to history, what it turns into is an argument concerning like a literal interiority which is the house in which you live
2: well i think too you know talking about like his the relationship with like self and history like Daniel you made a good in your essay you know that that kim kind of like is so removed from historical events in this way where you know there's like the eternally recurring plot point of her like her being totally surprised at the level of homelessness in la despite <laughs> it happens it happens so much
3: it's so funny She's like, she's like, like like stop you have no home Oh my God! It's like it happens over and over again. And it it's really crazy. is
2: emblematic like of like the la- of of this like extreme <laughs> so crazy. extreme removal from like the current time. Yeah. and even in the last season, they do that like pretty disturbing whole plot point with. The homeless man that they like met years ago, and then they like
3: revisit him. Yeah, they met in the first season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah, and he's still homeless. <laughs> it's like, but that's what I'm talking about in terms of her, um, her kind of her, the sense of her being the, the this, this absolute commodity, shorn of any any kind of historical right. context, because she, it's 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 a real thing, right? Her lack of her lack of um, context is it's is not it's not it's not um affected in the sense it is on the macroscopic level of the show wherein we know what they've omitted I mean sometimes so, sometimes really comically like when they didn't mention that Lamar was with a bunch right. of sex workers uh, and and taking loads of drugs when he had his Accident. Um, stroke <laughs> or whatever like, like it's really weird like there's just this this, <laughs> there's this 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 thing that they don't mention this this, this like lacuna yeah. in the plot. Where where they're just like they, something happened, and I think they 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 use the synecdoche of like flashing lights, right? And, and the, Something happened, um, and similarly, like it was quite. I I I remember early on when I think North was mm-hmm. first born, like Ka- Kanye adamantly did not want her in the show at all. So there's all these there's the whole season where right. they're like talking to a ghost baby, <laughs> like it's, it's like it's like <laughs> like she's in the she's in the scene, but she's not there, and it's like you could recut that and make it look like they were all having collective psychosis and imagining. But anyway, so, so in, 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 in the show, this, this kind of in the, in the actual show, this kind of uh, removal of all unpalatable elements or whatever, all elements, which aren't allowed to be in the show to make it this kind of immaculate right. um, autonomous thing is a real, a real repression, right? It's a real repression. Something is actually repressed. But in the case of, Kim, I think um, it, it's 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 not that there there are obviously being that she's a human subject. There are mechanisms of repression going on, but they're so unconscious, right? She just they're just so unconscious. She just and and, and that's why she's like eternally gets surprised by the real right. world. I mean, Kim doesn't even seem
2: that attached to her own self history. You know, I was seeing some stuff recently. Um, Like I saw like an image of her like old when she was like the face of Skechers uh, compared to her like new Balenciaga <laughs> face of she reinvents on such a scale. And it's, it, it hasn't happened super quickly. I mean, it's happened over, you know, 10, 15 years, but she reinvents at such a in such a way that that you as as a like person viewing her I feel like you also forget her self history and
3: yeah and like that's even, and true. even yeah
2: even her like I mean her arguably her biggest part of her history is her like sex tape at least in like the her celebrity history like how she became who she is and and that got brought up recently. There's yeah, another and, and, sex and, tape, right? And it's like but, she's like trying to squash it. But, but everyone's kind
3: of everyone's kind of forgotten right. that, right? That's what's crazy. That's what's actually really really crazy. Like, in, and that that links to what I'm saying, right? That is just being totally shorn right. from her completely. Like, it's 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 kind of crazy. Like, like every other person, every other like female celebrity who got famous for a sex tape, I I think it somehow remains part of the public yeah. perception of them. But why Maybe can not. she do it know. so much? Like,
2: why is she so? Di- why is she? Can she do it differently? Like, that's kind of like what? Like, what? I mean,
3: I don't know. I Phoebe looked like she just read me. So I think.
1: Well, I mean, just who are you talking about? Like, what celebrity are you talking about where um, there's sex tape? Not, not
3: me personally, but I think. <laughs> um, well, I'd I'd say I'd say most obviously Paris Hilton, right?
2: Yeah. She also she also did eclipse yeah. it. Yeah, in a way, or she, or she took it and, and integrated it into her image so much that it became.
3: Yeah, yes. but but yeah, yeah, but um, but with with Kim, like, I I I I personally, I've i forgotten right. about it. Like the only time I remembered it was was, um, but yeah, like when Kanye recently just described having to get the get the other yeah. laptop.
1: Have you seen them? I've seen both of them—the Kim one and the Parasultan one. I've seen the, i I've seen the Kim, I've seen the Kim
3: one. Now. I've never seen the Parasultan one. Yeah, the Kim one's kind of like the most modernist thing. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like video art. It's crazy because it's not synced, or maybe it's just a copy I saw. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really no, no, it's strange. not. Like, it's not.
3: <laughs> why?
1: No, why it's is like like totally that? it's totally weird. And then I she's like what does she say again? It's like the most famous line in it. She's like, it's like, no, like this angle, please. You know what I mean? Like she, she's like, she's stylizing it like through it while she's like (laughs) blowing Ray J. (laughs) He's like, don't get my bad angle. (laughs) Which just so, it really just like, I don't know. I think that like maybe part of the reason why people, I mean, I haven't forgotten about it. And like, in in a way I've more forgotten about the Paris Hilton one. I think because you mm-hmm. can see her grow in a certain way. Like she's like there's so many more inserts or maybe I just like don't care about this scandal of sex as much I mean, as I, I should. I, you know, because I feel like both of those would be been right. eclipsed by much more scandalous sex images. Of, I just feel of like with I don't know, I feel
3: like with Kim I know she, I, don't, I, I don't really know how to, how to describe it, how to describe her her divorce from the sex tape because it's not obviously not a divorce from no. sex. Yeah. That's right? interesting. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe this links back to the idea of her being a commodity on her own terms. I think the idea of her not being in control of the way, I know because in a roundabout, I, no one knows how the tape was leaked. A lot of people think it was leaked by Chris. I know, blah, 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 blah. But um, I think it's in a way that I can't really imagine her being the passive um, quote-unquote victim of, um, well, yeah.
1: No, she's not. But, but, well, and now there was no, 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 but that's how, it, that's how
3: it was framed. And that's how it was framed again. The new thing, In yeah. the Kanye in the yeah. interview. Yeah, right? Because he says she was, like, defenseless and, cr- and crying and whatever, and he, he, he like, thought, he thought about how she was He'd be treated yeah, like a commodity. he says it. it all represents how much people like, didn't love yeah, her, says, and they
2: just saw her as a
3: commodity. Uh,
2: the presence of love is yeah. interesting there.
3: <laughs> and he's, yeah, yeah, but he's he's not. But he's referring to her as a commodity in a different sense. than I'm trying to refer to her as, right. as a quality, right? He's, t- yeah, he's talking about right. her in terms of being an, an objectified thing. Um.
1: There's some, okay. So something else that Gemma and I have talked about is how like in, in a lot of reality television, there's like a really popular, like, like people mm-hmm. say own it a lot, yeah. you know? And that's just like, that's like a way of saying like, take accountability for mm-hmm. whatever you did. And I think that like, you know, obviously the term own it has yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like full <laughs> yeah, yeah. capitalist <laughs> appeal, like, you know, like that's it. So it's, it's almost just like saying like, if you, right. if you have a thing, mm-hmm. you might as well own it. Or like if you like don't hide the receipts, and that's yeah. like a popular phrase that people use. So I feel like in a certain way, you know, it's uh, Kim. Kim owned she it. Did. That's the first episode of the first season of the Kardashians is they talk about mm-hmm. the sex tape, right? Someone says, "Why'd you do it?" She goes, "Because I was horny and I wanted to yeah. have sex with my boyfriend." Which, like, I don't think that mm-hmm. that's like the truth, but like, it's definitely it's a, a move where yeah, she's trying to own something, something that. <laughs> that's like, that's like, you know, so if we, if you think about Kim as like an, like what, a, you know, what does it mean for right. Kim as an object to own something that's, you know, and, and how, of course, mm-hmm. like, that's like, it's a completely different relationship than, than Kanye well, being and like, it, I and saved so you from being a commodity.
2: Kim herself owning things. That is the way that the Kardashians have like made their brands so successfully, like across the board. Like Kim owned her, like Psoriasis. She's looked for she's looked for makeup that will cover her psoriasis. Her whole mm. life, she finally pioneered a formula that works. Kylie was so insecure about her lips. She owned her insecurity, and in the insecurity, she developed this lip line. And then she said, "No, I didn't get injections. No, I didn't." And then she owned the injections, and now it's like it's just as popular. Like Skims, Kim was like, "I always I love shapewear." Like I'm a curvy person, I like shapewear, so I developed the best shapewear, right? Like, there, that's really important in continuing their like brand success. And I think her reinvention, <clears throat> we forget the sex tape. It's it's all in service of these like brand, these just like brand switch shifts. Like, and it's even happening now. Like, true brand is shifting. Mm-hmm.
3: I I feel like I feel like there's an interesting inter- interesting distinction between her and Kylie, because I yeah. feel like with with Kylie she is constantly seems that like she's being defensive, right? Like in, a, in a way that she's, and that makes her relate, relatable. And it's I feel like people feel like they were, like Kylie has yeah. fans because people feel like they relate to her because, because she owned the, the fact that she had worked on her lips, whatever, whatever. But it's always this kind of defensiveness, which is evidently, mm-hmm. um, which reveals vulnerability. Right? She, she's, she's an incredibly vulnerable figure. And and that's why that's why people like her, but with with Kim, she's just not vulnerable at all. Like like the only times I've seen her, be, you see her being vulnerable, is when like things happen to her that would upset any anyone. Right? Like I said, they, 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 like like these immediate bad things happen, but she, and that's and that's why I'm, that's that's this this is for me the kind of conundrum of 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 Kim because she is by far the most famous. And she's not, and she's not. Uh, she, I'm not saying she's um, like like a, a tabula racer or a blank slate in the way that someone like like, like someone like Charlie D'Amelio is, where she's just a, incredibly boring, and that's why Which she's popular. Which is talking relatable, a way. right? And so and so and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's Kim's not boring at all. But also, she's this total. But she, but, but but neither is she an incredibly um, rich and glamorous person who is also clearly vulnerable like her sister. Right. She is just um, this, this really both unattainable, but also incredibly this, this, this whole thing of lacking interiority. It's, it's really hard to articulate. And I try to articulate it in terms, in, ter- in terms of in terms of her being this kind of this kind of absolute commodity. And, I, and that's the only way I can really express it, because she just has. Yeah, she just has. No interiority. And yes, she and she and she did own it. She owned her her, her sex tip. She owned she, uh, she owns she owns everything. She owned her psoriasis, right? But it's just like it doesn't seem like a kind of defiant owning it. That's that's, like, uh, that's why I guess I'm gonna say it's not like a not like a Kylie owning of like, yeah, I'm owning right. it, because like yeah, whatever, you know, like that's it's not a girl boss owning it. There's it's right, no, just like, like a emotional of
2: attachment to it. it.
1: Well, I wanna talk about then like you know, the other things that she owns, like literally what she owns. I'm thinking about her her mansion, mm-hmm. right? Which uh, she built from the mm-hmm. ground up. Like she owns the land, she owns the house, but everything in it, mm-hmm. it's like shaped to mm-hmm. be like a house full of nothing.
2: And there's no All edges. All the walls like are white.
1: Either. All the furniture is white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are no edges to it. And she just... Oh, thank you.
3: <laughs> I, li- I like that. I like that in your in your composing yeah exactly (laughs) it's so it's so good because the the man she is like shaped like her body
1: why it's like I think that understanding the interior design for for really wealthy famous people is like kind of a it's an extremely important thing because you walk into this house and it's a stylized nothing that looks exactly like her on the on the external
3: but yeah but I mean that's that's why I thought of the Kierkegaard thing they don't know Kierkegaard thing not only because it's like the the thing that comes to my mind with bourgeois interior but um because like yeah right right so so there is there is no there is no uh, window mirror in her mansion
1: well my argument is that like the window mirrors become the cell phone and you don't the architecture you don't even need architecture anymore instead of architecture you need accessory which is the phone
3: well, yeah, the, win- the window area becomes becomes. Um, it, that, I would agree with that, but but then from that you 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 move from this idea of the autonomous subject, free from reification, who can just wander around the world and relate to it ironically yeah. to a commodity relating to other commodities. So I think that's that just just actually relates to my point, right? Yeah. Well, it,
1: right. I don't think that there's a lot of space anymore for, for like ironically wandering around her. Kind of what you just said. Um, although mm. in a certain way you, we could talk about like Kim, like as an ironic subject, I think especially in the way that she like relates to her fame and to her sisters. I think that, I think that she actually is very funny in a, in a certain, or I don't know, like even, even her relationship with Pete Davidson now, but um, you know what I mean? Like she knows the, the joke of it all. Like she's kind of in on the, the you know the the, the dialectics of yes of, of of how she's an impossible being you know she still manages to move through the world like that but i think that it's just interesting about the phone the phone being the window mirror is mm-hmm. just because i literally think that you don't even need a thing anymore to achieve that type of relationship between the outside and the self you know because she lives in calabasas which is like this notoriously private community like you have to go through multiple gates to even get to these places. Like the whole point of it is it's a way it's outside of the city. You can't relate to the street, but I think that's still on the phone. And you have this, even when she first talks about wanting to become a lawyer, I forget the woman's name, but like the Alice. first woman who she helped free from jail or whatever, she saw it on her phone, Alice, she saw it on her mm-hmm. phone because that's how she was relating to the world. She mm-hmm. was tagged on it. That's how she could see it the phone angled at a certain way or whatever or it's like the type of like imagery that that you can get when you mm-hmm. decide to open it up
3: no I I, no, I agree but how do I put it's like like that kind of incursion of reality that, that's as I was saying that kind of incursion of reality that kind of incursion of injustice is um she she it's it's always it's like always a surprise to her right it's like it's like in, in, it's like a kind of it's kind of it's a kind of invasion into her world, which then becomes reified in a certain way, and she relates to it in, mm-hmm. in she relates to it in in, in a way that, that isn't right. distanced. It just becomes this thing she has to engage mm-hmm.
1: with. I see, I see. What you're right, saying.
3: She, she she's like, I I want I, I want to do something about this because this is really bad, and it's like she didn't know about it before, but it become it emerges in her world and becomes this thing which becomes identified, and reified as a thing. Which she then relates to in a certain way, rather than being this kind of superior, um, yeah, ironic figure who um, is allowed to relate to the world because of their social class, who's enabled to engage with it. Well, with maybe this that's distance. the
1: only thing that we don't see him doing, or that is kind of you, you think that she. does not think do she. It?
3: Yeah, I, I think she doesn't do it. Yeah.
1: Right, maybe that's like the crux of where we, we can disagree about Kim, where I think that that's the only thing that she does in mm-hmm. private. I think that's the only thing you can't see.
3: And, 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 and maybe, but that doesn't really matter in terms of the figure, which is Kim Kardashian.
1: I think it does matter because Kim is like a figure of Kim, right? She's, um, she's like Kim mm-hmm. squared or something like that. And I think that part of her and like part of why I brought up the owning thing is that she is in complete ownership of the image of the projected image of herself, you know, and it, even if we can talk about like the mm-hmm. the the window mirror or something it's which I guess is like this is agreeing with you, but instead of like having the outside world passively projected or reflected, what she does is she she puts an image of herself right. and projects mm-hmm. it to the outside world. you know what i mean like she she becomes everyone else's street mm-hmm. in a in a certain way like she i you know you know what i mean but i but mm-hmm. i but I do think that it does matter that she is it's not like she's above relating to the world in, in, in the same way that, that, you know, in, in what you're saying, I just, I just think that it's pop, prob- it's probably the only, it's the interior part of her that we don't see. And I think that it's what like, and, and by not seeing it, I think that that's what makes her into the the type of image that she projects.
3: That makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah.
2: When you talk about like the phone and like this interiority, like I just kept thinking about this, like tease of this like reveal or something like I feel like the lack of interiority that Kim has is always hinting that there's like I feel like we all still are interested in her because it 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 feels like unbelievable that there's not more that she needs to show us or something and I feel like right now she's making some sort of move towards revealing I mean I think the last season with like kind of revealing the crew and like revealing the business contracts with E and like being like you know this is a show you know that that felt like very important.
3: As as an aside there are they going to get the same crew for this new show because they because they were like crying they were like that's crazy though that's so fucked up. Right. Yeah, but they were like they were so sad. I like (laughs) everyone was crying and hugging. Wait, so you,
1: Daniel? So you're you're an avid watcher of the Kardashians?
3: Yeah, I've seen every episode. (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. It wasn't an organic conversation. It was a conversation that they'd obviously planned to have before. That they exactly like a narrative way to. Tell the viewer that they like that 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 yeah. it was a passivity, almost that it was ending, right? Because the contract was up. But
3: the, but they but they, don't, they don't mention the dispute for pay, do they? Because that's not even that's not even but that's not even, that's not even public. That's not even that's still conjecture. Yeah, right? That's so. not. There's been no. I don't, I don't think that they would that. say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
2: was going to say as an as an avid watcher of the E Keeping Up with the Kardashians, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be the same show on Hulu?
3: I'm, I'm I'm actually genuinely confused because there's that promo. Well, there's that promo where they're being like, you won't believe what is g- fucking like, you, you, it's going to blow your mind or something. It's like, what you, 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 it's like Kendall's like, you can't imagine what's coming. It's like, I think I probably can. Like, I, I, like, like, I think probably I can imagine something of what's coming. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're going to really surprise me. But like, and of course, yeah. that is the whole thing of like, the eternal novelty of the mm-hmm. commodity being the ever-same, yeah, that's what capitalism does, right? But this seems particularly egregious to pretend it's a whole new thing. It's really strange, I have no idea. Okay,
2: but I, think it's, but I think it's gonna be, I think they're gonna frame it as like different because it's gonna be like more about like, it's gonna be less emotional. I feel like it's gonna be more business focused. So
3: you, th- you think it's gonna be them doing business Stuff that we don't really see, but but Scott is in it, so he but he, he flips houses and his house flipping show was the most I mean, boring like thing I've ever seen in my life. Show. Which is which is flip it like this.
1: I was going to say that's a um, horrible rhyme. That's yeah, like it, that's like wannabe <laughs> Emily Dickinson.
3: It doesn't rhyme. Yeah, I, <laughs> but yeah, no, because I think his his function is to be emotional in Keeping Up, right? So, uh, and, but no, they can't, they, they're, they're going to, uh, maybe they're going to, going to maybe slightly shift the focus to business stuff, but they already had that in the show, right? They were still at, they still had them going to meetings and like, talking about their businesses. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you always had Courtney talking about Poosh, or, I, I, I don't know, like, they, maybe they'll have business deals in, maybe they'll have business meetings yeah. in fucking,
1: I mean, in many ways, Scott is like the only woman on the show. You know, like, I think that he's there he's as like a foil to show that, like, even though like the Kardashians, mm-hmm. right, exactly. He's chaotic. He's overly emotional. He like, you know, is susceptible to his vices and his demons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that he's kind of just put on the show to show that, like, even, you know, it's like women can't be, I don't know, women can't be president because they get their periods or whatever. I think that kind of he's there to show mm-hmm. that, like, men can get their periods, mm-hmm. too um but it's just it's there's there's no excuse for it because they're men um my favorite point in the last season was when he was like I feel really sick and then the doctor (laughs) was was like it's because you're low on testosterone and you need to eat red meat and drink whiskey like a man and I just I think that that really showed that Scott is like the way that they see him and it's like it's this completely like effeminate object that they just that Courtney just like fucks to have like beautiful yeah. children you know what I mean <laughs> anyway but that's I do I do think that the that the gender shit is like totally switched which is one of the other reasons that they're like mm.
3: but yeah but and that, and that's that's interesting we talk about co- commodifying people because right. Scott is the commodity right and he's also the he's he's the commodity right. with reflection yes. who is in pain right he is in pain yeah at his yeah commodity and, status. It's,
1: and it's never gonna change it's not um, like you can get out of its like particular schema <laughs> yeah. or whatever
3: it's like it's like when he had that when he has that. Oh my home God! Revelation that was, yeah. In the last season, that he has exploited his kids. Yeah, all that I, mean, I feel like that was the function of the last season. Was like
2: I think it was like to help, like it was to help Scott, like you know, you know, understand what he had been doing. It's almost like Scott like woke up from a dream in the last season. He was like, oh, this is what we've been doing. <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: Yeah. He's been he's he's been waking for a while. He's been gradually waking. <laughs> oh my god. he's gradually waking oh my every god. season. It's like
1: a, it's like a, what's that? It's like Ubeck, <laughs> That Philip K Dick novel where it's like I mean spoiler <laughs> alert but you know it's like at the end they realize, "Oh my god, we're all right. dead." Like we're all. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah. revelation is kind of like the the only like
2: the the um gesture of being it awake. It was such an it like, was such gosh, an obvious you were always um, dead. Um, awakening, you know, him being like, it's like the Truman Show. Like, how long have people been saying that about the Kardashians, you know? <laughs> like, that's been like the take forever. And like, now Scott knows about it. And, and, that was, like, and people were like going crazy about it.
3: <laughs> yeah. He's gonna like, going to try and sail to the, to the, I he's know. gonna try and sail to the um, sky and br- break through.
1: Yeah, I don't know what we can we can keep talking about this. But Daniel, I am fascinated in your personal history of your interest Mm -hmm. in the Kardashians. I really want to know because like it's it's rare to find um, a man, you (laughs) know, it's rare to find like just like a random man who's like, oh, yeah, like I've seen every episode and like, (laughs) like throwing it back to like very niche moments
3: I don't know. I I watched it systematically over lockdown, but I I'd, I'd been into it before. because you had
1: like a girlfriend or a sister or just like just you as no, a... I just I
3: thought, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to because it's a cultural phenomenon, and I'm a cultural theorist.
1: Oh, okay, uh, that's there we go. That's I guess that's so. It.
3: I guess so. Also, because she was with Kanye, probably that probably. But no, but I watched it before that. I watched I watched it before 20, 2012. Like, I did actually found this I can't remember who I was talking to but I it, it it was it it might have been from I think it was from like 2015 I want to say and I was like I told someone that I wanted to watch every episode of keeping up and then write about it so this, it's been a it's been a project it's been in my mind for, for, for a long time I don't know what I don't know what else to say really <laughs> like I, don't know, I, don't, I
2: I'm interested, but Daniel, I like, I like how you're talking about like watching every episode and then writing about it. Like there is some, there is some real, um, there is like an attraction to it. I feel like for people in like watching every, it's like, you can, you can watch this like document, you can like go through it. You can go through time and like go through a history. It's, it's almost like, an yeah, I mean, that's, that's partly what I like. I'm I'm watching Real Housewives of New Jersey from the beginning and I'm having a
3: similar experience
2: of like wanting to watch it.
3: I like watching trash TV, like because it's like something to do, right? So I had I had watched it before. It is I had watched good. it before, but um, and I, I always thought it was better as well than all the other ones. I don't know, yeah, I don't know why. I ca- I I can't really put my finger on why it's.
2: Well, in, are you going to write any more essays analysis. about it?
3: Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to expand the one I've written, something much lo- much longer.
2: Yeah, you should. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Daniel. Daniel doesn't have Instagram, but he has something cooler, a book. So thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Daniel. I'm
1: honestly exhausted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to admit it.
2: <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: Class, money can't buy your class. Elegance is learn, my friends. Elegance is learn. Oh, yeah.
4: To hold the door when I give them so much more than they can imagine. Money rich and manners poor, never got the boys too far. Money talks, but I just walk when I can't stand it. And the primary mistake: texting on a date. If you make a lady wait, she'll take a pass. The lesson all should learn, even if there's cash to burn. Respect yourself, cause no one else can change your path.
0: Money can't find.
4: To allow the men you've met to exemplify their very best behavior. When entering a room, greet everyone and soon you'll be invited and entitled to the grandeur. Your company should feel when a conversation's real, even if the topic feels like science class. You can tell where someone's been without even asking him. He's either rude or has some style and panache.
0: Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friends. Elegance is learned. Oh yeah.
4: Life is all about elegance and flair and savoir-faire. You don't have to be rich or famous to be unforgettable. Haha. <laughs> It's not about where you're from, it's about what you've learned. Money can-